wonder if everybody missed us in February or if anybody noticed at all. What are you doing? Bro. <laughs> Wait, just sitting there quiet and weird. I'm trying this new thing where like you don't talk on podcasts. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. It, it's yeah. a little avant-garde, don't you think? <laughs> I think so. But you know, uh, sometimes very... it just takes that sort of innovation to make it to the next level. <laughs> it's, it's very Andy Warhol of you. <laughs> Dude, well, what's up, man? You know, just living life. We have uh, a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Particularly, we just finished up. I was glued to my phone for the whole weekend because of Toy Fair, mm. and uh, we're gonna get into that in a little bit. Lots to talk before about, we do though. Cool stuff. Before we do, we really should apologize uh, to everyone. Sorry, we didn't have an episode out in uh, February. Um, Carl is just pretty lazy. So, <laughs> um, I'll, and I'll, I'll try and keep on it better to make sure we, uh, we hit that consistency schedule. Thank so. you. Yeah. I appreciate <laughs> you, uh, being the driving force of this whole operation. Dude, I do ev- besides the editing, the marketing, the, uh, posting, the, um, everything ing, I do pretty much everything. So <laughs> besides all those things. Besides those, you do things. everything else. I know, man. I do, it's tough. I, I, I do pretty much everything. So <laughs> fair. Well, uh, I'm just glad that we're we're back. We didn't go anywhere. It gave us some time to uh, to kind of get some new gear in the studio and uh, hone the craft a bit. Actually, I uh, recently did a little guest spot on DC Collecticast podcast. Uh, just recently, that should be coming out soon, if not already, by the time you hear this. Benjamin David of DC Collecticast was at Toy Fair and uh, he did some really great coverage, really lined up with the stuff that I'm personally into. They do DC Universe toys, collectibles. We went in length uh, with some a, a lot of really cool stuff that you guys should check out. So check out his podcast. He's got another one called Above Batman and Beyond and that's pretty sweet too. If you're into Batman Beyond, it's pretty niche uh but people of our age oh, man. look at it fondly and uh they do a really good job beyond. they had kevin conroy on the podcast at a convention and uh it's pretty <laughs> dope that's awesome and uh and and benjamin on dc collected cast also has a really great interview with mcfarlane while he was at toy fair the todd mcfarlane inventor of 90s comics <laughs> <laughs> did and, he and ask at- uh, did he ask him to see those baseballs that he paid so much money for? No, it's funny. Um, Todd McFarlane is a force of nature, and he says what he wants to say. He was in cell mode. Uh-huh. Uh, you can tell that it was all about like, uh, and it's awesome. Like he just he's so excited about those new uh, multiverse figures. He's got another wave coming out. To be clear, uh, though, they have uh, some cool stuff to sell. I don't think it's on our list, but the fact that McFarlane Toys will be making Warhammer 40k toys makes my inner 15-year-old just curl up with joy and then die from too much joy. (laughs) Uh, It's something we've wanted for a really long time. You more than me. I'm a newbie, but you've been Warhammer your whole life, as far as I could tell, and this is all you've ever wanted, and you jumped on that. 
he jumped on that uh, the Bandai toy, which is like a more deluxe version. And uh, I almost Carl, bit too. I know you're trying to spare my feelings, but I think everyone who pre-ordered that Bandai toy is like when they heard about this McFarlane toy for twenty bucks was like, oh shit. <laughs> Like, hopefully it is more deluxe, but I won't, like, I'll try not to be too hard on myself if it's the exact same level of quality for five times the price. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it will be. Uh, Bandai does have, like, a Bandai tax, but it looks pretty sweet. So you won't be disappointed, and I think the other fans will be into it, too. To be uh, honest, so yeah, uh, for the sort of 40K fan that I am, now is the time. Uh, I've always been into the universe, the lore. i probably started the actual game the armies i can maybe like six times in my life i've been like i'm gonna build an army and play but i can count the amount of times i've actually played on one hand um (laughs) and i've never finished an army i've never really even come close so like the universe and the lore and the art has always been my big driving factor for my fandom and so like things like toys and stuff that i can actually enjoy and not have to spend thousands of dollars on an army is it's just like i'm so pumped about it yeah, you can get, when all said and done, you're going to be able to get the McFarlane Space Marine for less than one troop of Space Marines. Uh, <laughs> and they'll be think, a lot more plastic. I think one box of Primaris is maybe two to three, maybe even four times as much as that one McFarlane Space Marine. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be a lot of plastic. So what I want to see is when somebody decides to play Space Marines with only the 7-inch figures. Oh, like play the Try actual to, toy? The yeah, co- they come to the table with a whole <laughs> regiment of Space Marines. And you know like, there's someone crazy what? enough to do it. Super Primaris. <laughs> G- so Giga that. Primaris. Uh, hey, um, so we cool. should actually introduce the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, right. So, hey, uh, welcome to episode seven of Play With It. You just heard a third of it, probably, uh, where we talk toys, board games, and lots of other things we should have outgrown. My name is Carl, and with me, as always, my best friend, special guest host, Noah, is with us. And my title keeps getting longer and longer. How's it going, everybody? Well, gonna- uh, your writer said that I had to say special guest in there somewhere. And uh, yeah. we've been playing with it for a while. So I but it also said it. I needed a kiss on the cheek before I began, but I haven't gotten that kiss on the cheek. So <laughs> Did it say who it had to be from? No. Okay. <laughs> that, that Ask your wife to come in here. Uh, a loophole, uh, my legal department. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Failed to close up. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to, I would say start things off, but we've already started things off. But I do want to say... We're starting to get some really cool feedback from people and uh, emailing us. I encourage everybody else to do so, but only if it's good news. Otherwise, I don't want to. I don't want to hear about it. Actually, bad emails would be funny, but uh, you uh, know, send all the bad emails uh, about Carl to me, and uh, I will. I'll break <laughs> the news to him. <laughs> that, that'll work. So uh, I got a got an email from Steve. He is Let's Toy on Instagram. He does some really great photography, toy photography. And uh, what's cool about his photos, they he uses a lot of those like uh, Kenner superpowers, like 1980s toys with almost no articulation and really finds a cool way to uh, incorporate them. Like everybody's got these superposable toys and they're making 
really great art with them. And here he is like using, you know, five point articulation toys in really, really great imaginative ways. So uh, check his stuff out. But so he says, hello, it's Let's Toy from Instagram. Short time listener, first time emailer. I'm enjoying the podcast. With a random hit on one of your IG posts, I was introduced to the toy news jingle and I was hooked. Really enjoy your news and comments of action figures, random toys, and even the dark and blood-filled path of Legos. <laughs> feel free feel free to shoehorn in other topics like movies, animation, and possibly views on cosplay. Keep up the good work and not only look forward to the next podcast to drop, but the hardened and possible jingles to come. <laughs> Steve, quote, Never had to pick any toys out of anyone's poop. Oh, Bibin, yeah. Oh, oh Bibin, yeah. <laughs> that, that being written out was uh, hard to... <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Uh, yeah, oh, oh, Bibin, yeah. No relation to oh, Bibin, a. I get that a lot. <laughs> so, hey, Steve, really appreciate the kind words. I got the feeling that you weren't like a podcast guy, which is really cool that we're bringing in people that are into the stuff but maybe not like a podcast listener as a hobby and uh yeah thanks man hey a lot steve. of cool little inside jokes steve uh thanks a lot man and uh way to be less of a jerk than everyone else uh who listens um <laughs> but wow <laughs> and all honestly everyone if if there's things you guys want to hear us talk about, please let us know. We are completely open to uh, you guys and feedback. And so, Steve, uh, I think Carl and I will definitely take a, a good look at some of the things you want to hear us talk about and uh, talk about them. I think we could have an interesting, fun conversation about cosplay. I think that would be I, I cool. do, too. I actually don't know how I feel. And so this is that's actually the... Exactly where you want to be when you have a conversation. <laughs> As you know, we will flip what we're saying in the middle of it. So especially Noah, there's just no recourse. But yeah, just tell us what you want to hear. We do this for you guys. So, well, I got to say we enjoy the hell out of it. But uh, we want to talk about things you guys want to talk about. And uh, let's do it. We'll find a way to connect it somehow. So it's at least relatively in the same realm. But these are good. These are good suggestions. So keep them coming, guys. And thanks, Steve. Let's talk about this first item here. Do you want to talk about that, Noah? Uh, Toy Fair 2020. Should we explain what Toy Fair is for people who don't know? Yeah, absolutely. For some of you guys are into the board game aspect or just kind of looking through the looking glass. uh, Toy Fair is a convention that is for industry insiders where they display all the companies that put out toys and it could be action figures it could be literally anything that's considered a toy where they display their really cool stuff and unveil new product for the year so it kind of coincides with the fact that it's usually in february uh, or at least around that time first quarter of the year they have this convention where they display their their flagship stuff uh and up, up and coming stuff and stores and retailers and press they all get to take a look there's orders being made and uh coverage being made yeah um but the really i would say the most exciting thing is seeing the new stuff right and getting like super pumped about it and absolutely i would we have some really cool stuff to talk about i'm like super excited about it 
So first things first, new jingle time. Steve, if Carl does, if this isn't a jingle by the time you hear this podcast, email Carl. But uh, here, here we go. Batman, he's emotionally crippled. His parents are dead. That's why he wears bat ears on his head. Batman. <laughs> so that's for any time we talk about Batman, which seems to happen quite a bit on this podcast because he's awesome. Batman, he's emotionally crippled. His parents are dead. That's why he wears bat ears on his head. Batman. But uh, Mezco, 112 Collective, I think we've already talked about how cool... 112 collective toys are like they're a great way to get into a, a higher end toy they tend to run from like 80 to 100 bucks but you're not breaking the bank and they're super super cool uh at toy fair mezco announced or showed off their new 1989 batman figure and i know this is one carl is very excited about i have no interest in 1989 batman it is the worst. i'm just kidding i'm just kidding uh it's my favorite movie of all time and I was so excited when they announced this. This was a Mezco online exclusive, and they did a pre-order. I think it was it was January fifteenth, and it's supposed to be released August, definitely probably closer to October twenty twenty this year. It looks amazing, and the pre-order sold out. But you can find them at Big Bad Toy Store still. I'm not sure at the time of this posting if it's still going to be around is for more than what they originally had it for for like 149 I think currently but uh it's it looks great I I don't remember the scale but I want to say they're like 6 or 7 inches they're smaller than like hot toys which are just the premium really expensive they're, he's about 17 centimeters tall I don't know what that is in inches uh, yeah we're Americans I'm so American. we're dumb they had it on display at Toy Fair so we got to see something outside of just promo pictures, which, you know, promos look great. And, oh, my God, this is awesome. But to see it, like, in someone's display on the shelf was really exciting and comes with a lot of cool accessories, all the different gadgets. Dude, one, um, of, the, one of the really cool features of this toy, you can move its eyes. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. So that's actually something usually reserved for something like like a Hot Toys, where you can move the eyes around. Uh, it's crazy that you can do that. What's interesting, I have one Hot Toys, and it is a Batman figure, Batman Returns. You can move the eyes, and it took me forever to get the eyes to not look cross-eyed because they have to be <laughs> dead on, and you move each eye individually. So I'm really <laughs> interested to see what, what they do with this one. I don't know if it'll be like where you can move them and they're like, somehow connected in the back where you can just yeah. kind of you really don't need that kind of granularity with the eyes and the, <laughs> the fact that yeah it'd be funny to have like a cross-eyed batman on your display but dude i didn't want that for my 200 no. 300 dollar no, figure batman, batman's so serious business. <laughs> that's right he doesn't cross his eyes he crosses other people's eyes well unless um, um two-face or mr freeze kick him in the jumblies then he might cra- cross his eyes that might be a cool that's display. true <laughs> uh funny you mention them those were actual reveals for toy fair from uh 112 collective before the i want to say a few days to maybe a couple weeks prior to the toy fair they released photos of the Two-Face. They may even have started the pre-order. I'm not sure. It's not my cup of tea. Uh, I love Two-Face, but that particular design is a little more uh, realistic. It kind of reminds me of the Aaron Eckhart Dark Knight. Uh, yeah. 
design, but I, the way they did the face uh, was more like it's like purple, kind of like the James Earl Jones Two Face. So they kind of like took a few different things and put it together. It's well executed. Don't get me wrong, and a lot of people are excited about it. But I, I'm not gonna bite for that money. I don't like yeah. the design as much personally. I'm gonna pass on it. I mean, it, it's cool. It just looks like generic dude, kind of like in a suit. Yeah, it could use a um, little pizzazz. I wish, I wish they had done like half pinstripe suit or something. Made him a little more. I like the uh, Tommy Lee Jones, like more of a little cartoony side. I mean, I know most yeah. depictions of Two Face. It's more like he's a serious lawyer or he's a serious murderer. There isn't that like goofiness to him, but that's definitely the two face I relate to more. Um, But the funniest part that I think is kind of funny, it comes with four switchblade knives, which he has two hands. (laughs) (laughs) It comes with four flipping coins, which he has two hands. (laughs) And then the, the base just says two face in this silly font. There's no like logo, you know, on Mezco toys on the base, usually they'll do like a logo or like something. Um, right. And it just says two face on it. <laughs> it's kind of silly. Yeah. But, I don't feel like the bang for buck is really, I mean, they're giving you accessories, but it's a generic dude with half purple suit and a burned up face. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't want to diminish. A lot of people are excited about it. And yeah, for the people that like that style two face, please go buy them. If you don't buy them, they're not going to make other cool things. Yeah. So they it needs to do well. I need more rogues gallery. To that end, Mr. Freeze was released, and that was actually unveiled at Toy Fair. That thing is sick. Yeah. Uh, it looks... You reminded me. Do you want to talk about it a little bit from what you were seeing? Well, yeah. Um, it looks cool. I like it. Just as a toy, even if it wasn't Mr. Freeze, it looks pretty cool. It looks cool. It definitely more... It's more modeled off of like the Arkham game Mr. Freeze's, I feel like. My right. Mr. Freeze will always be animated series Mr. Freeze. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which I think that might maybe that's hard to do realistically. I don't know. So the more like techno Mr. Freeze's, uh, I haven't really... like super been into but this one is done really well it looks super cool yeah so i think okay so he's got he's got the dome he's got a giant freeze gun as well as like a handheld freeze gun which is a little more traditional a uh, bunch of accessories a couple different heads and he lights up i haven't seen it lit up and i've been looking for pictures of the fact that it lights up but it says on the box that it lights up so i'm kind of excited about that and I think what you're saying design-wise, he, he basically, you have like two different versions. You have real gadgety Mr. Freeze, and then you have very streamlined Mr. Freeze. And yeah. I'm with you. I like the streamlined Mr. Freeze, but I think they did a great job of making a gadgety Mr. Freeze. For sure. I will be picking this one up. I like that it looks like he's got kind of a frosted dome, but you can still see him poking out of it. Yeah, there might be a little bit of bulkiness on the shoulders and stuff where you feel like it's kind of encompassing a little bit of his head a little more than I would prefer, but they still knocked it out of the park. I would say the only, the only thing he's not on Mezco's website yet as of this recording. Okay. Um, so I don't have like a lot of the turnarounds or like super detailed pictures, but the only thing I'll knock it against is one of the things with, 112 collective or similar type toys where they get cloth clothing is for me it almost always makes or breaks how good it looks how well the crotch of the outfit is sewn 
I've just uh, noticed this where like in a lot of cloth clothing toys, the crotch is sewn either too low or it's extra baggy and it's not form fitted. Whereas everything else is form fitted. And that's probably to uh, preserve articulation, I would guess, but it always throws me off. And this toy, he looks like he has some saggy britches. <laughs> that's all. That's the only thing where I was just like, oh, I don't love that. Uh, so this is like a, a pre-production sample. We'll see how they kind of come out. Uh, like you said, they haven't even made the promo. Well, they may have made the promo shots by now, but they haven't uh, released it on the website for pre-order yet. It is supposed to be Q4 release, so we'll see. It's around the same time as the Two-Face, and that is for pre-order, so I'd imagine it'd be available soon. But there is enough variability in the like like cloth clothing in general but like cloth for a toy that it may not be that way on everybody's it may be particular ones that might be something they'll work on but if that is something that you're worried about and the, the saggy crotch the fact <laughs> Try that, to he's, say that he's a eunuch la- laughing at the fact that i'm probably the only one who notices that all i know is when i look at my mezco 112 moon knight it, if if I just catch a glimpse of it out of the corner of my eye, it looks like there's a mini miniature Moon Knight standing on my table. It looks yeah. legit. Every part of it looks into scale. But if you look at that Mister Freeze and you look at the crotch and the pant, like it just doesn't look into scale. It throws it off to me. Okay. So, but maybe I'm crazy. Sure. Well, I mean, you just you're into dicks. It's fine. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Toy dicks are your jam, bro. Well, and board game, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> No, about it's, it's a, it's a good, it's a good point. That's that's just a particular point that, like you said, is kind of the crux of whether or not the cloth clothing works or not. You don't have that problem with all plastic toys. It's literally molded in, so then when you see the cloth, you're like, oh, there's, you know, it's cloth, which is cool, but then it, maybe it takes you out of it a little bit. So mm-hmm. it's a fair point. So that's Mezco, guys. Check them out. Next thing we want to talk about, NECA. They are doing it big for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they, they're doing a new wave of the 90s movie toys. They got the like the 7-inch. Noah's got a lot of them. He got the first oh my gosh. four. Uh, I've been so, so lucky um, that my brother-in-law, who goes to San Diego Comic-Con, has been able to get me those the sets that NECA has released, the four-packs, uh, the last two years. And the toys are incredible. If you guys have not seen the 1990 movie Turtles that NECA makes, they look incredible. There's like look them up online. People do photography, and it looks like it's right out of the movie. Um, I absolutely they're, love they them. were amazing to see on screen. The you know the Henson designs and to see them in miniature form done so well is incredible. I'm gonna have to figure something out because I'm I just didn't pick them up when they came to GameStop. And I just didn't have the money, and I was like, I'll get them later. And then they're like hard to find. I just passed up a deal with a guy on Instagram that was selling them for reasonable, but I didn't really have the money. I'm going to try to hit him up to see if he still got them, but he probably doesn't. Uh, but I did pick up the Foot Soldier, which I got at a store, amazingly. It was actually there. And then the Shredder, they had one, but they were holding for another guy. So I was like, no. So he's like, well, you know, if he doesn't come in, I'm like, yeah, he, that dude's going to come in and get it. So I missed out on that. But they did recently show up on GameStop.com. I don't know if they're still there. I'm sure they're going to pop in and out of stock and eventually not be there. But I did pick up Shredder and he arrived today and took pictures. So you can check it out on Instagram. 
But nice. uh, he is dope and uh, a lot of nostalgia, man. I was having that rush. <laughs> that's when I that's saw my. It. So of all the like, definitely grew up with Ninja Turtles. I had a ton of the toys. Have very fond memories. But most of my memories outside of the toys are not the cartoon show. It's the movie. I watched that movie a bajillion times. I loved that movie yeah, so much. Same. It, it just came at our age group. It came at the right time because the show was like 88 and I was too young at the at the time. I was one years old. <laughs> that movie came at the right time where you're like, oh yeah, we're like five years old and this is incredible or whatever it is. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm the same way. They look amazing. They're doing the Casey Jones and Raphael in the trench coat. So it's like they're like recreating that first appearance of of casey jones where they meet up and fight in the park yeah Uh, maybe it's central park i can't recall but pretty pretty awesome so they're doing that super cool two pack so i would say so the Raphael is just the normal Raphael, but they added a trench coat and fedora so um, obviously pro move on NECA to get people to buy the same toy twice (laughs) like (laughs) pro move was it and it's a two pack it's it's a two pack and it's yep. not April O'Neil, so yep. it's going to get bought. Hey, I get it. Times are rough out there for the toy companies. They got to get every dime they can. The Casey Jones looks pretty good. He does not look as movie realistic as the Turtles or like Shredder. However, that might be the nature of that. He's just a dude. Whereas the Turtles are out there more cartoonish just by the nature of their design in the movie. So that's easier to recreate. Casey Jones is just a human in a mask. So that's like a lot harder to do a, like a, a one-to-one recreation in a toy. I would imagine still looks that's a good. good point. Just doesn't like, I just don't think I'd ever look at the Casey Jones and say, Oh, that's from the movie. Like you might from the turtles. Yeah. I, th- I think you need to have it with the next to a turtle. I'm like, Oh yeah. But I have to say the reason I think the turtles work out so well is that they were already a fabricated costume mm-hmm. and then they just made, the fabricated costume in a toy while the other one's trying to pretend like it's a, it's a person you're going up from a real person to a toy to a fabricated suit to a toy. I think it just is going to translate more. Um, and like you said, maybe the detail wise, because these were suits is just easier to do, but uh, add it to your collection. Anyway, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta round out that collection. Oh, I'm absolutely going to pick those up. However, what I'm going to pass on <laughs> is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Toka and Razor, however you, they said I'm in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those cross the line in the other way where they look too cartoony, but that's because that movie was way more cartoony than the first one. Yeah, it was. They look great, but I don't just don't think they're our cup of tea. And I'm, a lot of my memories are watching... The second one's fun to watch. First one is just, it's got a little more of the darkness to it and it's just a little more serious. So I'll agree that the designs by default for those two characters are more cartoony. They did that on purpose. And these are like exact replicas of the two cartoony, you know, baddies that they made for the movie. So if you like them and it's fair to like them, you should grab them because they look amazing. There's just too much to buy, and that's just not going to be on the list uh, for yeah. for me personally. That's my line. Uh, I think after I get Casey Jones, I think I'll be done with the movie. Even if they, I, I imagine they're done with the first movie. April O'Neil gets shafted again um, <laughs> because they're <laughs> releasing the second movie now. 
Yeah. But uh, talk about skipping him over. Yeah. Well, they could have stuck her in the two pack with Casey Jones and people would have. They should it. have. They really should yeah. have. And I think maybe there's got to be a licensing thing with the actress or something. I don't know. Oh, they, I no way. I 100% guarantee it's because the, they assumed no one would want it because it's a girl and like all that stupid stuff that companies do. Guarantee it. Now, just some honorable mentions uh, from NECA before we get into their props. Uh, they did some really cool cartoon figures, these two packs. There's some of them are, I think they're all exclusive at Target. So they're really cool. But since we both of us are personally more into the movie and not the cartoon figures, and there's other Turtles toys that we have to have that we'll get to later that we have to skip these, but they look great. And if you like the cartoon, they really knocked it out of the park. Uh, one of note. Uh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I, I, I really am not trying to be a contrarian just for the sake of being a contrarian. I don't think they look great, particularly the Andrew body and the two rock dudes. I forget their name. They look awful. In my opinion, I know they're trying to recreate the, the look of the toy. I think there's a little different way they could have gone about it because even like the Android body is just literally giant blocks of peachish color uh, with little black. Like it just doesn't look good to me. Um, okay. So that's fair. That's fair. You know, uh, I'll have to take another look. It, it's cool. And they're that they're doing it. It's really popular, but the, uh, the Android body for Krang is a really cool figure in general and people were excited to see that. So if you're into the cartoon figures, check out what they just released for their new waves. You might like those. Yeah. Now, something that got very little attention. Oh um, my gosh, guys. I was Carl thinking- is mad about it. He's so upset. <laughs> he wouldn't stop talking about it. Probably. I, I will say I've been a broken record. And I went on to DC Collective Cast and uh, discussed my dismay with the coverage on this. Noah had to send me a blurry ass picture on through text showing me that it was a real thing. So what we're talking about is they are releasing one to one prop replicas, particularly DC stuff, and we're really excited about the Batman the Animated Series prop rep- replicas. So you know oh that grappling God. gun that Batman. Uh, swings from building to building with in every freaking episode that like holds weird where it's like between his fingers like a giant middle finger yeah that's something you can buy bro that's a real deal thing oh my god they're making that you can hold it in your hand and they have mr freeze his freeze gun and goggles one-to-one prop replica bro you want to put mr freeze's goggles on and shoot freeze rays at people and they look like the an- they came out of yeah. the animated series. It's not like they uh, made realistic versions. That was the point uh, I wanted to make sure we hit on. That makes yeah. them so much cooler. Is it's not just like a recreation, like like a real world. the The Mister Freeze gun is painted straight out of the animated series, and some of these pictures, like it looks like a a piece of animation brought to life. It's yeah, so it's a three cool. D rendering with the cell shading and everything where the light hits it. It's on, it's painted on the body of the gun. It's really cool. And I do have some more information after talking to uh, Benjamin from DC Collecticast. I know I keep mentioning him, but we just did it yesterday and he had the most complete coverage on this, but they, a lot of the stuff's not finalized, but we'll get to that in a second. So they're also doing a Harley Quinn's court gun, which might not be for me, but I feel like 
that's going to be like a requirement for all cosplay Harley Quinns going forward. <laughs> it's like, yeah. if you don't have the court gun, like, what are you doing? Yeah. But that's, they're doing it, cell shading and everything. Yeah. And then my personal favorite. Now, I'm going to probably buy the grappling gun and Mr. Freeze stuff. But the 1989 Batman Batarang grappling gun, and I think they call it a line launcher. Yeah. These are things that I've wanted since I was born. I don't know. It's since <laughs> I was three, well, for sure. The thing I really like about these prop replicas is you can actually see, like, I can identify parts that they used to make these props when they made the movie just based on the shapes. Um, right. And it's kind of cool. Like, oh, I can see they used, like, on the uh, on the grapple launcher, it looks like they used a cylinder from a revolver, maybe. And, like, they... And uh, I don't know. I've never actually looked at the bat into the Batman props this closely from 1989, and uh, it's kind of it's pretty cool to see uh, see them. Dude, you got you got the black and gold. It it's things that they just made for the movie, and you know that a lot of love went into the prop making of that movie. And here we are seeing these recreations, and you can really appreciate how awesome that the battering the and the grappling gun. Like, and we barely see that line launcher. That's when he drops down into the uh, the cafe part of the museum after the Joker's like destroyed it and is like, you know, messing with Vicky Vale. He breaks through that skylight and shoots that line launcher. It attaches from one end to the museum to the other and they zip through the doorway. It's a classic scene and we're going to be able to buy that. Um, and, and here, the thing that I'm most excited about, well, I love the grappling gun. I kind of hope that comes in two pieces where you like put it together because, uh, that's how it was in the movie. And that's just me being hopeful, but it looks amazing. But dude, the battering, that rooftop scene, that's like, I don't know, 10 minutes into the movie where he's getting those bad guys, he's behind them. And then they see him, they start running. He got the fucking battering and he flips it open and throws it at him and then lassos that dude. If that battering prop spring loads <laughs> open, I'm going to shit myself, dude. It's the coolest thing ever. And it should. It looks like there's like a dividing line. If you look yeah. at the, I've stared at this for a really long time. If you look at that battering, you can see there's like a line where it should fold up. And look, hey, NECA, I know you probably won't listen to this, but like, you're far enough into it where you've really only prototyped these. Make it spring load open, dude. I will pay good <laughs> money. Everybody will love it. Well, everyone, I know love that it? you want to. No one's talking yes, about it. They, there was, it was overload, bro. It was overload. Okay. People okay. didn't get it. This is gonna be a slow burn. <laughs> All right, it, let's get into that though. So, basically, here's the thing. After talking uh, and getting some more information, listening to the interview uh, that Benjamin did, basically these are prototypes and they're hoping for a release at the end of the year or beginning of next year. They don't have finalized pricing and they don't have finalized materials. So they're not even really sure when it comes to production time, what it's going to be made of and what the price point is going to be. They did nail down a range from $30 to 150, depending on complexity and everything. But I like that they at least have a goal in mind of this isn't going to be like a $400 prop that a lot of places, you know, I don't know, like sure. collecting, what do you call it? The collecting 
corner what is it the something collection master collection or whatever it is where everything's just incredibly expensive i'm gonna want to throw that batarang i'm gonna need to buy more than one because i'm gonna break <laughs> the first one and it needs a spring load open i need to pay like 50 bucks for it and i'm gonna have them all over my house <laughs> i'm definitely gonna all get right. the mr freeze gun um but yes uh, i'll leave to you so so it's all you know it's all in the works I think what happened is since they it was prototype stuff and they wanted to kind of get a feel, they didn't gravitate anybody towards it. Like when people are going to like cover everything, they're like, oh yeah, and then we got these props over here. But check out my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff. They don't have a license anymore for uh, seven inch figures with DC. So they're not going to be putting those out anymore. And, you know, of course, uh, McFarlane does. So I'm pretty sure it has something to do with that whole renewal, uh, giving it to other companies they're not doing it anymore, but they, they are able to do, they have the license to do things like these props. So I think that they made them, were proud of them, put them in the corner of the booth. Not a lot of people saw them, but the people that did, they're like, holy shit, what is this? Tell me about it. And a lot of it's like, oh, these are really cool and we're ex- excited to put them out like at the end of the year or something. And I think sure. that's probably all you got. So yeah. we're just early. They probably want this kind of buzz where it's like, what are those? Um, yeah, we'll see. But, uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure yeah. it'll get released either way. Um, and they're I'm gonna cool. go so broke, but yeah, check those out. NECA had a strong showing, everybody brought their A game, it was it was good stuff. Yeah, um, everyone did kill it. Uh, Hasbro had some super awesome stuff as well that uh, I was kind of excited about. So, Hasbro announced uh, their line of six reproductions based on the original Kenner line. Uh, they did a few of those before. These ones will specifically be focused around Empire Strikes Back. Which uh, is the best Star Wars movie that we can all agree on? Probably not. <laughs> no, um, it, it, it is after uh, uh, Attack of the Clones. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, you're, 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 you're baiting me there. Yeah. But yeah, so it's a really cool time. They're actually... You know when you do like a 40th anniversary or some kind of anniversary and they, they'll like release like one toy or they just re-release something with like a, a, a 40th badge on it that was out already. And that's going to happen. But these guys, they really put in some time. The first thing is they released last year reproductions of like the first 1977 figures. And this year they're actually going to be releasing six of the reproductions of the Empire Strikes Back uh, figures. So these are supposed to be literally the same figures with the same card backs reproduced because I'm sure they still have the molds and everything just with a giant freaking sticker that says <laughs> repro on the front of it. But this is a way to get these figures cheap because, you know, carded Star Wars is not for the uh, for the broke. No, um, it's great I don't way have to any- have... Uh, carded 77 star wars figures or well older uh for display like if you're if yeah. you want a, like a retro display uh to impress they, they look amazing all your friends and family these things are walmart exclusives so that's gonna be a nightmare they had already had pre-orders up and they were bouncing in and out of stock that whole time uh i had to make two different orders because some of them dropped out of my cart and i thought uh, they were gone forever and then i noticed that this is something that everybody else was dealing with so i made a second transaction and bought the others so those are supposed to be coming in june gonna be a great way to get these figures for like 10 bucks 
I hope that they show up in the stores. It seems like Walmart's trying to do a lot more with their toy section. They seem to be doing a little bit better job than Target these days, but it, you know, your we'll mileage see. may vary. It's all a shit show. <laughs> yeah. Anything that anyone wants sells out immediately because scalpers buy it all up. Um, yeah, it's part of it's not their fault. So it's just going to, it's just kind of the nature of the beast, but hopefully we see them in the stores. Hopefully we see them, uh, you know, discounted for those that may be on the fence under 10 bucks is going to be a really great way to get these figures. Um, uh, I personally am way like those are cool. Way more excited for the Black Series scale snow speeder. Yes, that is crazy. Oh my gosh. It believe it's gonna retail for around a hundred bucks, or is it even gonna retail? Is that is that an online exclusive? So, so it's not exclusive to a particular store. It is up on Big Bad Toy Store for like 115. Maybe mm. 120. I, I think, think it was 110 on Amazon. Uh, maybe that's okay. Well, so in that range of just a little over 100. Uh, so it's not exclusive to a particular retailer, but it could be online only. I will tell you that it's a lot of retail space uh, yeah. that's going to be needed for a snow speeder that fits a six inch figure. Like, oh just gosh. think about the scale of that. It's going to be big. I've and seen I always, pictures. I feel like yeah. those Black Series vehicles always go on clearance. Like, like they always don't sell and then they go on clearance and then they sell for 30 bucks. Yeah. The so. the price is a little on the high side for people just like shopping at a retail store as you don't go there unless you are hunting for it. And if they make plenty of them, I'm kind of hoping we can like, I'm not going to buy it unless I can find it clearance, but that's oh. just a personal decision. It's amazing. And I know you're buying it. I'll yeah. buy it for 80 bucks. So, or six. Do you know how many star Wars vehicle toys I currently own? Carl. No, I don't guess zero. It is zero. Do you know how oh, wow. many? Do you know how many I plan on owning in my lifetime? Zero. Just one. Just the snow oh. speeder. Do you, <laughs> and let me tell you why. When I was a young lad, the power of the force snow speeder. Um, I was lucky enough to have that purchased for me by my dear sweet mother. I was super excited. It was, I'm pretty sure it was the first, if not the only big vehicle I got out of the power of the force line when it was coming out, I got it home, took, took my little fingers. I, I f- believe I put all the stickers on. I think those came without stickers and I was playing with it. And then all of a sudden I had no idea where it was. And I was like, where did it go that same day? Like I just got it. Where did it go? Yeah. And then <laughs> and I get a call from my grandfather who was visiting And he's like, hey, I have your Star Wars toy. And I was like, oh, how'd you get it? And he's like, oh, you left it on top of my car. And I saw it fly off on the highway. And (laughs) I stopped and picked it up. I'll bring it back to you. And then when I got it back, it was so incredibly beat up. I found no joy in it ever again. Uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) So you're right. You're writing a wrong here. This is a white whale for me. I mean, I could have always bought. I, I like probably four or five times a year, put one of the power of the force ones on, in my cart on eBay and almost right. pull the trigger. But this one is just like, okay, I have to do like, you know, that scale. This is it's, designed it's for you. So well. Yeah. The details are great. That's exciting. And, and to have that frame of reference of just kind of like fixing where it went wrong in your childhood. <laughs> that's like why we do this. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, and just to wrap up a couple of the other things that are that Hasbro is doing for Star Wars, 
They are doing a probe droid. Uh, I will be getting that. It's like 30 <laughs> bucks. It's pretty cool. Uh, and just something you wouldn't expect to see. And I appreciate them putting that out. But uh, And then they're also doing some Black Series Empire Strikes Back designs. Some of them we've seen before, like Hoth, Leia, uh, Lando, and Han Solo and Bestman gear. Uh, but some of them I haven't seen before, and they may or may not have been released in the past, and they just went out of print. But I'm going to probably pick up a lot of the ones that I don't already have. I got all the Bounty Hunters now. Now I just want Empire Strikes Back outfits for everybody. So once I have that, I'll be in pretty good shape, I think. Um, and it was a rule I made before I knew that it was the 40th anniversary. So I'm like, of course, uh, as soon as I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to get like the be- the Cloud City outfits and like whatever whatever toys are relevant to that movie. And then here they are with like two different waves of Black Series dedicated to it. Um, they got the cool retro back card backs, so... Uh, yeah, pretty dope. Good stuff from Hasbro. Another kind of uh, honorable mention that is also Hasbro, since they're doing all this like retro Kenner stuff. You probably heard that Ghostbusters Afterlife is a movie coming out. They've already had like a teaser out. Looks really cool. I'm pretty excited for the movie. But this is kind of renewing their love for the original Ghostbusters movie. And they're also doing six-inch Uh, line of kind of like their version of the black series for the 1984 ghostbusters movie they're calling it the plasma collection so it's a set of six it's got you know the four ghostbusters it's got sigourney weaver's character i'm forgetting her name right now it's got that crazy chick that was at the top of the building um i forget her name uh with the like the buzz cut (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, but they're cool i just right now i'm like i love ghostbusters but like i'm i'm not really good with the names but, but um, do you really love ghostbusters i uh, i love the first movie and obviously i'm sorry that it's escaping me do you, re- yeah. do you remember the names you no but i'm names? not sitting here talking about Fair. how excited Fair. i am about the ghostbusters toy well line. here's the thing <laughs> i would get i would get the the just the ghostbusters themselves yeah but it's a build a figure to get a terror dog which is really cool and will probably display really nicely. So I'm going to get the whole set. Uh, but whole- a lot of people that are way more, you know, bigger fans than I am that can remember everybody's name. Uh, you guys are going to really like them. So check uh, those out. The the thing that on the other side that I'm a little, little more interested in, but probably still won't pick up is the uh, retro, the re-release of the real Ghostbusters uh, toys. Those are super cool. Basically, they're going to take, uh, I believe it's they're doing an initial run of five or six of the original real Ghostbusters toys, which was not, uh, a cartoon that came out in the 80s after the movies. It was the 80s, right, Carl? I think it was late 80s. Yeah. Late 80s, I don't remember yeah. how long it ran. Yeah, yeah. So the real Ghostbusters is kind of like a, a sub fandom, I think, of Ghostbusters. I know like a lot of people have really good memories about it. Yep. And these toys are super cool. They appear to be exact recreations with the card backs and the card art, not really any updating done to them. Um, and I am a sucker for old graphic design and art. And uh, I know. I, it almost makes me want to pull the trigger, but I just... Got to prioritize. I didn't love the real Ghostbusters that much. So, yeah, but they are very cool. Light. They are cool. And they uh, are also Walmart exclusive. 
and are currently out of stock. I don't. I'm sure they'll pop in and out. I can't um, imagine these will be as hard to like get a hold of in the stores as the Star Wars wave will be. I just. Can't I think imagine. it's niche enough. Yeah, I think it's niche enough that I'm hoping to go to a store at least find Slimer and Stay Puffed. I'd be pretty happy with those. Uh, I do remember watching the show, the the cartoon. I liked it, but I did have to text you to kind of check my validity of uh, my enjoyment <laughs> because they're 15 bucks a piece and that's not like a lot but you're five dollars away from you know a six inch figure with tons of detail so this is perfect for someone that watched it all the way through they remember a lot of it they loved it and they loved the figures because that was a whole nother thing like the kenner real ghostbusters toys they're famous for just like collectors of them um Mm -hmm. even if they weren't huge into the show those were really popular toys well and if this line if this initial offering is popular maybe they'll get into some of the cooler monsters because i know i feel like real ghostbusters was pretty popular for having some pretty cool edgy monsters for a kid's cartoon and so hopefully they get into some of those toys um we'll see yeah uh, and then lastly for Hasbro, I mean, they had a lot of stuff, but the other thing that's kind of of note, G.I. Joe's had like disappeared off the face of the earth uh, as a line for a while. Channing Tatum killed them. He probably did. But here we are with a six inch classified series, they're calling it, with four new releases. One is a specific uh, exclusive for Hasbro Pulse, their their website. It is Snake Eyes which they did an incredible job on that. And that was another one that I kind of had to be talked off the ledge of because I was like so close to buying it. I'm not a Joe's guy. Uh, I did play with them as a kid. I just didn't gravitate towards getting them, but I did play with them at other kids' houses. I was aware of it. I saw saw the show. It's something that I might dabble in later on and there's just higher priorities. But here we are with some six-inch figures that are kind of in the same vein of all the other Hasbro lines they just doing a black series for every property. And I think it's kind of genius. Uh, people, yeah. A lot of people collect six inch. It's a good way to get new fans in, into it. And GI Joe's, uh, especially the offerings, um, they're just generic enough that you could slot them into, like if you're actually playing with your toys, obviously this is thinking more about children, but like, sure. They're just generic enough. You could slot them almost into any diorama and like, make it work which uh, yeah i mean there's always like military presence in any story that you're gonna make up or whatever so there's definitely a lot you could do with them they look really neat um i think i'm gonna pass on them snake eyes was my favorite but they're a little on the more cartoony side i know there's a lot of gi joe purists out there that were really not into it but then there were some that were super into it part of it could be because of the drought um they're not bad figures i just think that when I think G.I. Joe, I think uh, realism uh, to a degree. I mean, sure, there's like sci-fi elements and fantasy in a way, but it's been pretty grounded, you know, with their guns and, you know, just the facial features and you know, those original really small figures, which are those 3.75? I'm mm-hmm. sorry, G.I. Joe guys. You're going to just fucking crucify me. And girls. G.I. Joe people. Yeah, G.I. Janes. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but they look cool. Some people are going to be into them. You should check them out, make your own decision, but at least they're making them again, guys. I want the smaller ones. Personally, I I would like to have a few reproductions. Uh, I don't want to spend a hundred dollars a figure for something that's that small, Uh, but that's me. I agree. So, uh, okay. Last but not least, Carl, I hope you don't mind. I take the lead on this, please, Um, please. 
I feel like there are few moments in life that a man or woman has to step up and become a part of history. And me talking about this is that moment for our podcast. Are you, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm just, I'm with bated breath over here. I might have oversold it. Super sevens teenage mutant Ninja turtle line recreating the playmate classics is amazing. And I am going to buy them all. Yes. hundred percent. This is crazy. This is designed. They literally went inside our brains and said, this is what they will buy every single one of. Oh, oh my it. gosh, dude. This this is the perfect way to feed off nostalgia. You can offer someone the exact same thing they had as a kid. And I think that has proven to be a fairly successful model to feed off nostalgia. But sure. what this is doing that I think is even better is, hey, we're going to offer them the exact same thing, but better upgraded for the adult it's the adult collector it's so like oh my gosh that's such a brilliant idea and they are pulling it off so well with this line yeah so basically they did a run of four and they pre-ordered them several months back and they they're supposed to come out a little bit later this year and just recently announced before toy fair but uh it was definitely on showcase the next four and the first one was like one turtle. I can't remember all of them. It was one turtle. Do, um, do we splinter? So, do we describe what these are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me backtrack. Um, do you want me to do it? Yeah. Do it. I'm not. Say I'm it. not trying to steal from you. I'm no. Just asking. no. Please do. No. No. You're the man. <laughs> okay. Well, now I feel weird. Yeah. So basically, what Super Seven is doing is they're taking all of the amazing Playmates toys. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys from the 90s and then recreating them and uh, scaling them up a little bit, adding way more articulation, little design changes. So they really feel like the toys you remember playing with as a kid, but they have all the cool modern features like awesome articulation and awesome paint apps. Um, So if you already have a Playmates Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collection, you're not going to feel dumb buying these because they're an enhanced version. Um, and this line is super cool. They, they did things like adding the weapons on the little weapons racks that came with the 90s toys. Uh, yes. Super cool move on Super 7. Everyone was grumbling because the weapons were going to be painted on the rack and you actually had to snip them off the way you did for the original releases, um, which I thought was a cool idea. But everyone was a little upset because like, oh, the, you're going to have the little, you can't collect it, right? You can't keep it pristine to you know you can't display it without destroying it with yeah. the weapons right and so they did something awesome you're going to get a painted version of the weapons that are loose and then you're still going to get the weapons rack to recreate that like 90s playmates feel which is like super cool genius um they, so the initial four they released were uh, a foot soldier Raphael, splinter and Baxter, Baxter Stroman, Stockman, duh, Baxter Stockman. <laughs> and uh, when Carl and I first saw them, it was, I think we were both pretty blown away. Like Raphael looked really cool. Splinter and the foot soldier looked like awesome recreations, but it was Baxter that I think really sold me on it because he was a little later in the line, but I'm really glad they threw him in, in the first wave because it kind of gave you an idea of what they could do with the more out there characters. And uh, he looked really awesome. That was their indicator. That's how they told us that, hey, guys, like we could just 
play it safe and give you the original 10, call it quits, and that's it. But when they threw in Baxter Stockman, which is for some of you guys, uh, he's like this bow tie wearing fly that's huge <laughs> with giant wings. And I think he's a scientist too. They knocked it out of the park and you could tell, okay, they're, they're going to do deep cuts. And now it's just what deep cuts are we going to get? How long are we going to go with this? And then we, cause when you see you're only going to get one turtle and they're doing, you know, four at a time per wave, it's like, okay, you're obviously doing four waves at least. What are you going to add? And they're doing a great job of Dude. adding characters that people love. And the second wave is Leonardo Mutagen Man, which if you haven't seen him, uh, he's like a brain with eyes inside this like clear capsule with like arms and legs and shit. Like it's it's a really cool design. Bebop and Shredder. I mean, freaking Shredder. They've found the sweet spot. When you oh look gosh. at it, you're like, oh, that's like the originals. That yeah. looks like the originals. But like, it's not like reminiscent. It's like they found a way for you to look at that toy instantly. And like, that's like the Playmates ones. That's the Playmates ones. And then you look at it, it's like you got the articulation, you got the size. Um, they made it their own, but like, it's not just an homage. It, like, these are, like you said, for the adult collector, they had us in mind. We're buying all of them. And I, yeah. And I will say that. So, First wave, Baxter was what sold me. Second wave, Mutagen Man and Bebop were what sold yes. me. And I think, I think it's an awesome Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toy wave. If the thing you're least excited about, not that I'm not, they look really good, but the thing I'm least excited about is the turtles. It's yeah. I want to see other off-the-wall characters. I want to yes. see them recreate other Playmates toys. Like I want to see what mutagen man is in wave three, right? Like, and what really sent me over the edge even further, if I wasn't already completely over the edge was when you showed me the picture of someone holding bebop in their hand at toy fair. Oh my gosh. It looks so much better in like real, real life than it does in the promotional pictures. Yeah. It's it, it just being with the, like a plain background and then you see it like in someone's hands showing it. I believe it was uh, uh, the head of uh, Super 7, Brian Flynn, I think is his name. And if I'm wrong, I'm really sorry. Uh, but he was showing it off to someone. I was watching a video. And I was like trying to get the right screenshot. And I sent it over. I'm like, dude, look at this. Like This is it in the wild. And it looks incredible. So we're, we're re- beyond stoked. I don't know. Can you tell? Can you guys tell that we're really excited about these? Uh, uh, so it's they're going to have awesome. a $45 price tag, I believe. Yeah. Um, so they're not cheap. That's an expensive toy, but I feel like we say that about every toy these days. <laughs> so I know. Um, and it's, uh, you know, I feel like for what you're getting, especially once I saw the scale in hand and like the quality, I was like, okay, um, yeah, I don't regret this at all. Yeah. You get a bunch of accessories. You get multiple heads, multiple hands. You get two sets of the, the weapons, the painted and the rack. And then it's supposed to be in this like slip case design so that you're not like tearing it up. Collector so case. So you're going to, yeah, they really thought of all these things. Uh, so I think 45 makes sense. They also know they got us by the balls. So, uh, <laughs> so they're like, we're not going to gouge them hard, but like they're going to pay the premium they need to pay because yep. Ultimates used to be about $35, but they're putting a lot of love into these. And these sculpts are so incredible. 
I'm sure they, they got a, you know, and I don't know how the licenses work. Someone might need to get paid. Like Playmates had exclusivity and they had no turtles this year. There was no Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle releases from Playmates. Uh, and yet NECA and Super 7 did. So I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but maybe they just decided, look, we're going to just let you guys do it because you guys love it and want to do it. And you just pay us a royalty. And then now you have a $45 figure that you wouldn't have had in the first place. You pay a little bit more for, but I think the value's there. Yeah, I just can't wait to get those. Yeah, they must have some deal with Playmates because they're also recreating the Toxic Crusaders toys. Yeah, they're doing the reaction. Uh, well, then they also have the Toxie a seven inch. I don't remember if that's an ultimate or not. I did order that. Classics. Um, okay. So yeah, oh he no. was. But I'm into it. He was cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, uh, this was a little bit longer, but uh, I think it was well worth it. We covered a lot of the cool stuff that we're excited about for Toy Fair. There's so much more to cover. We're not gonna do it. There's a lot of coverage out there. Go check out Pixel Dan. He's got tons of cool videos. All the other podcasts are going to be saying stuff, yeah. uh, giving you also, some, some stuff. So, yeah. Jump jump on our Instagram and uh, leave some comments about what you're excited about. It seems like we've got some people kind of a little bit of a community brewing. So, uh, and Carl and I are always like trying to interact. So, uh, let us know what your favorite release from toy fair was or reveal yeah i'd be very interested be great. To see where people are at see see what we should have uh we didn't talk about transformers or uh, and you know there's a lot of stuff but um yeah so we're now on apple podcasts spotify google iHeartMedia, stitcher uh your mom's nokia phone um if you like what we're doing leave us a positive review and a five-star rating Check us out on our website if you're not sure what platform you want, www.playwithitpodcast.com. We have our newest episodes up on there. Uh, email us at mail at playwithitpodcast.com. Give all your negative feedback to Noah, all your positive feedback to me. Um, <laughs> and Steve, if Carl does not make my Batman song an actual jingle, you let me know. You let me know. Um, I already forgot about that. Uh, you better write it down, bro. I'm going to have to edit this, and then I'll have to stop editing it so that I can put in a song. We'll see. I might <laughs> no, literally no. just... Carl, our one and only fan who was motivated enough to write us so far, has written us That's saying how much he likes the jingles. Okay. Well, he was the can, first one, though. You can cut he that the out, first. then. Um, no, the, you're right. No, no every time you say cut it out, I'm not going to cut it out. You better cut it out or I won't approve the release. Okay. Anyways, so yeah, uh, check us out. Email us. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, Instagram is Play With It Podcast Show. Twitter is Play With It Pod. <laughs> I post all my toy acquisitions on there. Come say hey. Like hey. Noah said, we're getting some love and we appreciate it. And also, for those of you who have stuck around this far and not bailed, I have a new clue about my secret designer toy maker identity. Ooh, let's hear it. No one's found out who I am yet, and it's getting a little grim. Interesting. Yeah. Later, guys. Play with it.